This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions, and you should be thankful. What if I ate some crunchy snacks quite loudly into the microphone instead? Then mm. that would be like every single other episode <laughs> of the podcast he is the watch that we've ever recorded. Yeah, it's so important. Right before we right before we started recording this, we were talking about uh, about coming pre pre uh, podcast uh, whether that's good or you know not. It. What's it's everyone's thoughts on that? Do you like to do you like to beat one out before recording, or do you want to keep that in? Yeah, I normally um, do, but I went to the gym today, so that that got it all out of me. I came in the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've lost the ability to orgasm, so I I can no longer come before uh, mm. before I start the podcast. It's kind of a I'm sad sorry, story. Chaz. A new drug okay. name is Anhedonia. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened is I can no longer experience pleasure. Um, you might be saying, but that's, I thought you already had that. And no, I could experience this very, very small amount of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And now I can, mm-hmm. now I now can you, feel no uh, pleasure. You squeeze the being... final drops out. Yeah. Yeah. Chaz used to be Welsh, but has become uh, I was English. on a street. Um, I was, sh- I was scared by a dog. The dog barked at me. I went, ah, and ever since then, <laughs> I just, I can't experience joy. And I don't know why. I think the I dog know stole what that's it like, from yeah. me. Yeah. I had that in People the woods. People like you shouldn't kill dogs. I think sometimes you should kill dogs. Mm. I've long been a proponent of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think some dogs. Maybe fifty percent. Maybe fifty percent of, of dogs should be killed. What if? What if you're just minding your own business, like standing in the woods quietly in, a, in like a nice new shirt that you've bought? Mm. Um, looking for mushrooms, and a dog walks Covered around in the corner grease. and is frightened because you're quiet, um, and you're like, "Why?" And then it gets angry at you because you frightened it by just standing still. Um, I don't think dogs should be like walking on their own. Like, not what if a dog yeah, was walking on its own? It's just like, what's leaf. happening? The dog's just going for a walk. The dog's <laughs> just like, I'm going on a pleasant. Here, I'm going but... on a pleasant. I'm going on a pleasant <laughs> stroll. The dog's like, I really need to clear my head. It just like opens the door and walks outside and just goes for a walk. Yeah, it's fucked up that if I do that, no one bets an eye. But if I were <laughs> yeah, if a your dog, dog does that, suddenly everyone's on your case. Like, oh, you're an irresponsible dog owner. What if the dog do... is, like needs to think about some things? <laughs> I do sometimes walk because like. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm aging, uh, I am now 27 and I have years of age. I have gotten into a habit of going on pleasant walks across, uh, across the city where I, and and, and I do wonder if people think that's weird. Like if people are like, why is this guy just walking? I don't think so. There's no business of going anywhere. That's normal. normal. I do that. Yeah, that's, that's normal. Quite... Going for a walk. <laughs> it's it's woke to go for a walk. <laughs> oh, it's I'm, walk now. I've, I've been, I've been going motorists. for a walk my entire life. <laughs> it People will say it's some newfangled post-COVID <laughs> thing, but I've been going for a walk since I was a tiny baby, and that's the damn yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's it's called growing up in the countryside. You go for a walk. You go home. You're like, I'm cold. Uh, and then you eat some food. Yeah, um, I think it was. Virginia Woolf, who said that night walks are like one of the best pleasures you can experience. And um, now that you because... can't orgasm, that's doubly true. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, I would love to experience pleasure, Virginia, but <laughs> I can't. 
So if I go for the walk, it's like okay, but I don't feel anything strong I think, about it. I think I, I, I think I people just like think about like, how I can't come. Uh, yeah, I think I think Virginia Woolf should have like uh, specified that like night walks mm. are one of the best pleasures uh, other than coming like i think all like, than coming. Fa- famous authors uh, philosophers talking about this should always specify where something ranks like compared to coming <laughs> yeah when she's like oh you become one of the many anonymous trompers away from the the paraphernalia that makes up your own life it's like but what if that paraphernalia is a dildo um, and you use it to come <laughs> <laughs> good point She's so stupid. <laughs> I think all those. I mean, have you seen Richard Sykin like... talking about Wincest on Twitter? I'm sorry. I didn't know who it was. I saw someone retweeted uh, a person talking about. Uh, I think th- I think it was Jen who retweeted that, and I was like, they don't. Uh, you know, they're not the type of person who. Yeah, usually retweets deep thoughts about what fanfic means, and then I realized that they that that tweet also mentioned Wincest and John Locke. Yeah, it's uh, it's just Richard Zykin, who's like a very a very famous um poet, sort of like a a sort of new classic sort of guy, mm-hmm. which just is what is what makes it very strange. <laughs> yeah, he said, but my I've, been, I've been enjoying it. Desiel is better than my Wincest, but my. Uh, John Locke is better but than But it's both. John Locke's better than either. And I think that's the philosophical statement. <laughs> I think my Wincest is the best of all. So mm. that's my that's my take. Those boys really love to touch each other's penises. <laughs> yeah. But is it better than Oh nothing? no, they're brothers. It's forbidden. I don't know because I don't know anything about pleasure. So I, ca- uh. I can't tell you if it's good or bad. Have you tried um, a nice medley of wild mushrooms? Cooked with uh, plenty of olive oil, butter, um, sautéed shallots, and braised in cider to finish. That was actually the first thing I tried, and would you believe <laughs> that it didn't work? Oh well, works for me. It'll make you walk. It won't make, won't make you come, but it will make you walk around going, mm, 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 oh, that's which is like as, if as someone who can't experience pleasure i can no longer make those noises yes yeah let's continue yeah no i was gonna say like before before you uh b- before you as a teenager discovered um self pl- self pleasure yes. self pleasure <laughs> let's go <laughs> before, you that you, self, before you realize that abuse. you can you can make yourself come basically uh yes. that all that comes with that uh I don't know, for for me it was like I have known about like orgasms existing, right? So I was I was imagining it kind of like what George just described. Walking okay. around going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely orgasm. I mean that'll hit you like five oh. minutes later if the depression doesn't first. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I go deaf. Do you ever go deaf after you <laughs> No. No. <laughs> but that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jazz, you have a and very like, interesting body. <laughs> um, it's to do with the blood pressure, I think. I have a very, yeah. I you're gonna, a very, you're I very gonna delicate myself. I was going to defend myself, but I can't. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's your fault. Mm. No, it's a moral failing. Okay. Because of my crimes. That's probably why I can't experience pleasure. It's probably just like another thing that's happened to me as a punishment it's, for my many, many crimes against nature. Exactly. 
you've lost your handle on the masturbatory arts, but fortunately, mm. I haven't. So <laughs> to be fair, Chaz, I recently discovered that um, if I cough hard enough, I faint. Uh, oh, I can do. Mm-hmm. So, so Did that, that happen that's to you? Good. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> you still taking your inhaler? Uh, oh yeah, no, it wasn't asthma. <laughs> Oh, okay. Just crazy yeah, okay. <laughs> Just regular fainting. <laughs> Why were you coughing so much? Did you have coronavirus? I got coronavirus. No, I don't, I don't have coronavirus. He took a hit off a blunt and is so not used <laughs> to it. was so, so uncool. And that he coughed so much that he fainted. And he did he cough for ten damn minutes. <laughs> That's the coolest way to go to hospital. Smoke too good. Yeah. yeah, you get a concussion and you're like, I'm cool. Did you get a concussion? It's alleged. <laughs> oh no, George! <laughs> what was that this? Bad. <laughs> I told you about it. this. Was like April. I did tell you about it, but never mind. Maybe I remember. Did you do anything about it? It's been so many things the... have happened to me since April. Well, I went. I went yeah. to hospital, and they were like, okay. you'll, "You'll be all right." I love saying that to people it's like when I got a concussion and they were like you'll be alright it's like when I went to AMA because I smoked too much weed and thought I was having a heart attack (laughs) they were like why why are you (laughs) definitely having a heart attack (laughs) and then the next day went back (laughs) (laughs) this time I'm definitely having a heart attack did you smoke weed again? (laughs) No, I just had chest pain, and then oh. I, I called I called the emergency line, and I was like, just for like the health stuff, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not having a heart attack, because I went to A&E yesterday, and they said I'm not having a heart attack, <laughs> uh-huh. but my chest does hurt, and they were like, we think you should just go to A&E again, and I'm like, they're going to fucking hate me. It must be so <laughs> fun. It must be so fun. But I went a non- anyway. <laughs> a non-emergency phone line operator, because like half the time you just tell people, yeah, go to the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, if you anything that sounds seems bad go to A&E by yourself on a Saturday we used to have that <laughs> just at the go GP. to A&E we used to have yeah. um, men in their 60s calling us up at the GP saying I feel really really sick and my chest hurts really severely can I book an appointment in two weeks time and we'd have to be like uh, no um, I'm you need to call an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> sorry well, you need to call an ambulance that won't arrive hope you're not having a heart attack <laughs> bye you need to get a cab to the hospital hope you just smoked yeah, too much weed get a taxi <laughs> that's probably a better plan uh, yeah, yeah we went for a taxi when I had to go yeah yeah you're not, you're, not calling, you're not calling an ambulance no I've been in I mean, an ambulance maybe if I got time. maybe if I got a concussion then I would experience pleasure yeah um <laughs> Um, actually, Chaz, it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah, it's awful. Imagine not being able to read or think. <laughs> that sounds really bad, George. No, I'm sorry that uh, happened to yeah. you. No, I mean, being knocked out's fine. You know, you're just knocked out. But it's when afterwards you feel very, very, very bad. Yeah. I've never been knocked out, so I wouldn't know. Uh, well. um, but next time... time you see me, you can you can whack me over the head with something and then we can mm. share the experience. <laughs> Chaz, it won't bring you pleasure, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, I, <laughs> I had, like, a profound, like, realization. This was, like, in... When I was in university and there was, like, a... We had to take, like, classes from other subjects. 
to like round up our, round out our credits or whatever so it wasn't like a philosophy yeah. 101 class and then the professor was talking about like pleasure and he was like well but pleasure is not like philosophy professors <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like antique philosophy or some shit like you know those 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 debauched yeah. greeks <laughs> that's um, true <laughs> Not all of them. Some but anyway, of them he said, was like, "Fuck those divorced Greeks." Not literally. <laughs> yeah, I remember this one point where he was like, "He was like, well, what? But 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 pleasure is also not like just an absence of pain, because like if you if you have a headache, you're thinking, oh, I'm having a headache. But if you true. don't have a headache, you're not like, oh, this feels great. I'm not having a headache. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. <laughs> yeah, do you ever have that experience where you have a cold and you're trying to sleep but you can't because your nose yeah. is so bunged up of and you're like. I can't believe I went my entire life taking right? for granted being able to breathe through my nose. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Occasionally, I remember that because it was a like Don't went around as like a me, text post. I can't hear you. Oh, we, I can hear you. George. I, can, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh. Oh <laughs> well, no. Okay. Yeah, looking at George's uh, video is what it probably feels like to have a concussion. <laughs> Just, it goes all black, and then there's it's like one spinning, white it's little, little spinning circle. Yeah, like in a cartoon, maybe. <laughs> Fucking Yo. Bugs Bunny got in concussion. Bugs Bunny ass. Concussion <laughs> ass. I gotta go to A&E. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it yeah. sounds like. Oh, I think George's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now we had... Okay, we had two Georges for a second, but... Yay. Oh, sick. We George was almost done George. would be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's getting like when in the getting, cartoon... Getting you're... that DG, you know? <laughs> when you, like, get whacked double in the head George. in a cartoon and you see uh, W. George, that's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Chess did yeah. a pitch perfect Bugs Bunny impression while you were gone. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. I can't actually remember what Bugs Bunny said. <laughs> Rabbit season. Wabbit. <laughs> Wabbit. Se- oh, does he have a lisp? Wabbit season. Oh, I'm thinking no, of Elmer Fudd. My bad. No, Elmer not Fudd. exactly a lisp, but he does. Wabbit. He does speak weird. I don't season. Know. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? He's it's a weird Bugs Bunny. That's a weird guy. I don't know what he sounds that like. That is a weird guy. When I no, see. When I see like a talking rabbit and a talking duck, and I'm like, "What? What were you smoking?" <laughs> Gonna shoot one of these motherfuckers <laughs> as soon as I figure out what season it is. <laughs> Do you think Bugs Bunny eats his own feces to re-digest the undigested? Not only cellulose? that, George. I think that Bugs Bunny eats his own children if he's feeling particularly peckish, <laughs> or if they smell weird. <laughs> Say if a human touches them. <laughs> Bugs. Bugs Bunny in Watership Down. I, I'd watch that. What, what's up? Uh, what's, what's up, up Doc? Uh, uh, it smells. I'm being murdered horribly. <laughs> I love uh, how none of us know how to do a Bugs Bunny impression. So I'm just improvising. <laughs> I'm not even trying. We're, we're charging for it. I'm in some kind of fervent. Hello, breeze. everyone. Bugs Bunny here. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Bugs Bunny. Um, I'm the funny rabbit. I'm being crushed by a bulldozer. I'm here. And I'm Fat Bugs Bunny. No the big chungus. The shotgun. <laughs> the big chungus. Okay. Um, well, so what have we got? We got 15 minutes of, uh, <laughs> of primo content. Really, really good stuff. Uh, let's introduce the podcast. But wait, what has George got in his bag? I don't know. It's fudge. <laughs> that was worth it. Mm-hmm. There we go. You're welcome. I feel like I had a really good intro last time. Now I can't remember what I was going to say, which is is very tragic. 
Um, Another anyway. Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm -hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Lord Vecinari. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. She's watching the detectives. Welcome to Watches the Watch, a Discord read slash watch podcast hosted by four comrades of the revolution who have gotten really into putting uh, ginger up their anuses. Mm. It's kind of the new thing. I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, I'm your host, Chaz. <laughs> um, and I could, I think I could open a ginger beer bottle with <laughs> If I wanted to. Um, I'm your host, Robin, and I'm here to bring you some of the most popular tags on the Veterinary Vimes AO3 Let's um, go. selection, including romance, oh. womp, getting together, vampire bites, tenderness, blood drinking, trauma, abandonment issues, <laughs> happy ending, swearing. What does womp Not mean? Swearing. swearing. Uh, womp means like tragic and like a, an overwrought and, and like kind of like woof like masturbatory oh, yeah. way yeah I can excuse like abusive the most uh, tragic <laughs> maybe dubiously consensual relationships but I draw the line at swearing <laughs> that's just too I just that's can't imagine these, Ty, these classic Terry Pratchett characters saying a swear Vimes would never swear no, no. hey Janosch heck that's right blimey <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Sorry if this Lokes offense. Mercy. <laughs> I was watching and trying to get into Mike Lee, so I've been watching some of his classic movies, and they say "blimey" and "in it" a lot. Have you Have you watched Naked? That That's gonna be the next one. That's a lot. That's the I only watched, one I've seen. Uh, I think, but Life is Sweet, which is the movie he made before, and um, uh, what's that actor who's who's in Naked? Um, David Thu David Thewlis. David yeah. Thewlis is in. That one in a very minor role, playing an absolute freak, and I have to imagine that he was like, "Okay." Oh, and naked, that. he is. Yeah, <laughs> he is also an absolute freak, so it's gonna. It's sort of similar. Yeah, I'm oh, young, I love to see way. David Thewlis on screen. You're just he's like, good. look at David Thewlis. Great, it's got like a great a sort of vibe. Weird fucking guy. Yeah, yeah just sort of menacing, creepy. Kind of very hot to me. From from very what I understand about like Mike Lee's work is that very he just sexy. assembles all these like weird British character actors. Like he has Timothy Spall in a bunch of his movies mm -mm -mm. and Jim Broadbent, like all of these all of these very British looking people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are recognizable. We're not an attractive people, but we do try hard. You know what I mean? Speak We're for doing yourself. our best. I am. Janos, <laughs> uh, uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Janos. I don't have anything to say. He, here's the thing. I just keep, I just keep 
having the word skibbity toilet in my head, and that's no good. <laughs> that I sounds can't do like a really bad that. intrusive thought to have. Just say the words, I'm Yana Skibbity Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about imagining like a scenario where it's like Vimes head pops out of the toilet and his skibbity Vimes. <laughs> I think that's good, actually. Um, Someone should make that. Someone should. I saw something on on Tumblr that was like, um, who'd beat who in a fight? And it was like Vimes versus um, the guy from uh, Yakuza. <laughs> Kuyu? And I was like, I don't, Wait, yeah, I don't I think, know. I think, I think that Kuyu would probably win. Like, no offense to that's, Mike. He's a that's good Mr. Yakuza to you. <laughs> Kuyu Yakuza. Um but I just thought it was funny because I was like, oh, I'm reading a Vimes book yeah. right now. Th- probably Kyrie no would win at first, but like in the Vimes would like be completely beaten to shit and like still, you know, still keep yeah. keep going through it. Vimes okay. starts flashing red and then he gets a whole second health bar <laughs> uh, and goes like, goes sicko mode. He gets, the less puts sleep his arms he has, in there and goes, yeah. Yeah. The, the more he's experiencing symptoms of a heart attack, uh, the more powerful <laughs> he gets. <laughs> We've still got one host introduction to do. Many people are saying this. Uh, I'm your host, George, and I'm appalled at the anti-Cornish sentiment in this book, it, including the only Cornish name in the book, Trebilcock, as uh, one of the... One of one of the uh, torturer's assistants just paints the Cornish in a negative light, if you ask me. <laughs> but we hate the Cornish on this podcast. That was like one of the first. That's famously one of our early stances. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's now become discourse. It has. I love talking about how much I hate the Cornish, and then now all yeah. of a sudden it's problematic to say you hate the Cornish. All of a sudden, I'm not allowed to say I hate a group of people based on where they're from, which is Cornwall. When when was it discourse? <laughs> like a week ago. Oh, yeah. Ash Sarkar made like some pithy comment about like let's us northerners and southerners get together and unite over our <laughs> hatred of Cornwall, which I think was a perfectly funny thing to say. Yes, but I there were lots of Cornish people like can't... actually I am offended. Yes. I'm a, we are uh, we are a minority, which they are, sure. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think that's what the joke... The joke wasn't about how Cornish people are actually evil. <laughs> I don't know. Mine is. A lot of people can't read. But that's what uh, I'm saying. Come on. Do we have any Cornish <laughs> listeners? There's no I way. I love Cornwall, right? really, but... No. We don't have any English listeners, so <laughs> I think we're probably fine. <laughs> no one from the country of England... Wow, you just called the Cornish English... Typical English racism <laughs> from Chaz. They're literally English, English. woman. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't like. Oh, sorry. Wh- where's your Celtic Cornish. solidarity? There's like six native Cornish people in Cornwall, and everyone else is holiday homes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's a there's a yeah, Celtic. They, yeah, they are in a bad spot. There's like close to where I live. There's like a mountain, and there's like an educational path where you can or you can learn about Celtic. Uh, uh, people who lived there like a long time ago. Sure. Yeah. What happened sure. to them now? And there's yeah. there's one there's one sign where it's like, what was a Celtic family like? Well, to answer that uh, is very difficult because there's no one Celtic family. This is like comparing. This is like saying, 
Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and DJ Bobo are the same. And who? Well, they're right. This is the kind That's of extreme. see. This is That's the kind of like, reference that only Germans will understand. DJ Bobo. It's like saying that um, Bertolt Brecht and Jeremy Fragrance are the same. Okay, now I understand. I think they are. They're g- I think they should. I think, they share I think, I think Brecht would be very fascinated by Jeremy. I think he would like Jeremy Fragrance. He'd be like, there's something going on here and I must study it. Put him in a little yeah. cage. See what <laughs> what does Jeremy yeah. Fragrance say about capitalism is what he'd ask. <laughs> he would put him in a play for sure. I'd love to see Jeremy Fragrance <laughs> in a play. I want to see him. I'd love to just see him. I want to see him as Bobby and Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like doing squats the entire time. Exactly. God, someone needs to put him in a play and just let him. Just let him be himself. Please, please let him write a self a self written play about his life and star in it as Jeremy Fragrance. I think that would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> we should be investing in Jeremy Fragrance. Yeah, it's like this theatre, you cannot move. It is just like <laughs> fucking Savage and that's all you can smell. <laughs> I think I was honestly. in a train like that the other week. Awful. It was about 35 degrees in there. The windows were all closed. There was no air con. Uh, 100% humidity. Someone, ki- someone's kids were listening to Paw Patrol on max volume and it stank of perfume. <laughs> and... I was I, I I was not having a good time. Do you know if it was wow. Dior Sauvage? Because it's always Dior Sauvage. I, I can't I believe you know. hate the working class, George. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you got from this, is it? <laughs> it's what I'm choosing to get from it. <laughs> well, I had just been to a waitrose, so maybe maybe you're right. So you were you were you were like in that mode of enjoying the sort of sterile atmosphere of being in a hypnotically Caucasian environment smelling (laughs) the real people of of the train I've experienced the the honest working class sense of Dior Sauvage so true speaking of that's the red wall's favourite fragrance <laughs> it's Dior Sauvage. I, it's Dior Sauvage, and then all the girlies are wearing baccarat rouge. Yeah, yeah. I was just, just gonna say about like hating the working class. I've experienced. <laughs> I ins- also hate the working class. <laughs> <laughs> An insane bit of discourse. Uh, I think it was yesterday or like a couple of days ago, where like in 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 a, in a in a leftist oriented Facebook group. Someone said something about pickpocketing, and then someone replied, uh, "If you hate pickpockets, you actually hate like the poor people because pickpockets are uh, are working class and stealing is ethical." And then they were like, "But they steal from this. they're still from poor people. Uh, it's that it's not like they're only preying on the rich." And then they were like, "If I got pickpocketed, I would be." Uh, I would be glad because uh, because I know it goes to someone who is in more of a need than I am. And actually, if you <laughs> if you don't want to be if you don't want to be robbed, then you're a class traitor. Interesting take. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I think it's, it's, it might not have been pickpocketed before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's very nice. I think it's. I think I'd feel extremely upset if I was pickpocketed. However, stealing no. stealing from supermarkets. 
That's fine. That's good. We have, my dad. We have a whole other podcast where we're always talking yeah, about that's, it. That's grand. Steal from a supermarket. I don't care. I, ca- I can't do it because I'm a coward. But would you pick pocket a supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> the supermarket had the delicious wallet in his pocket. Would you steal? You wouldn't pick pocket a supermarket's wallet. You see, I've actually leveled up my pe- pocket skill high enough to steal people's clothes <laughs> off their back, like in Skyrim, wow. but I just don't do it because I'm an ethical person. <laughs> Get to the level where I can start pickpocketing people's organs out of them. Just like, yeah. You've got your liver. <laughs> Is this the yeah. liver you're thinking of? Keep away. That's what you just crouch says. behind in them and they book, wake up in a bathroom of ice. Nightwatch. In this, in this book, Nightwatch, um, that's what Nobby Nobs does when he steals things. Have you heard of this book? It's called Terry Pratchett Nightwatch. Have you guys heard? Nightwatch. I have a related question. Nightwatch. I, I promise. Yes. Didn't read it. Um, have you guys heard of the Russian mm. movie Nochoy Dozor, which is Nightwatch? No. Um, there is a Russian movie that I think we should all watch together. Um, okay. <laughs> that's not very well reviewed at all. But it's called The Night Watch, and I'm going to read you the plot summary right now. Um, Among normal humans live the others, possessing various supernatural powers. They are divided up into the forces of light and the forces of dark, who signed a truce several centuries ago to end a devastating battle. Ever since, the forces of light govern the day, while the night belongs to their dark opponents. In modern-day Moscow, the dark others actually roam the night as vampires, while a night watch of light forces, among them Anton, the movie's protagonist, <laughs> tried to control them and limit Anton. their outrage. Anyway, I think we should all watch this. This is some heart spell shit, exactly. I'll be honest. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds um, interesting. What year did this come out? 2004. Okay. Oh, a great year for movies. <laughs> That's a classic year. In Russia, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in 2004 in Russia. I'm not educated. Um, anyway, this book that we read was also called Nightwatch, um, related to this movie. Uh, we finished it. We finished the book. What did you think, gang? So good. So good. Heavy, man. Yeah, this came out two years before the movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> I love this book. This is it's uh, incredible. I think yeah. I, I say this so often now. The like run of books that we've been on. This may be my favorite. I think it is. I think I've been saying that every single book for the last like three books. But yeah, it probably. might be their favorite. It's maybe your it favorite. Might be mine too. My favorite one. My favorite one's the last one we read. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. This is one of the ones I've always said is my favorite. Um, I think sometimes I put third there as well. Uh, but I'll have to like re re read that to to remember how epic it is. I just remember it being pretty pretty <laughs> epic, pretty freaking <laughs> epic. But I think this epic. is maybe maybe this is better in some ways. I haven't read that again, yet. It's just so, so confined. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's interestingly. So I've read this before, and yeah. uh, when I read it, I was like, I feel like I already knew that this is one of the ones that people say is the best one. Mm-hmm. And when I read it first, uh, many years ago, I thought it was fine, but I was like, I, I didn't love it. And now, like, on a reread, and maybe it's because I'm older, maybe because I understand the themes better, and maybe because I've been reading all of the ones, like, in order. Now I think it is, like, absolutely the best one. Like, it blew me away. Like, this is... 
Uh, out of all of the ones that I have like reread, this is the one where I was most like, "Wow, this is some, this is some good shit." It's it's crazy, right? Like this book involves them, like especially in this last third, like they go break into like a torturer's headquarters. <laughs> they pull out like <laughs> the fucked up corpses of tortured people and like the still barely alive bodies of people who've it's, like been horrifically tortured like and then burned it down because all the people who've been crimes mercy it. kills people yeah yeah they're, they're like they they look like they've retreated into somewhere they'll never come back from and yeah he mercy kills people it's like uh <laughs> okay what a fun yeah, lighthearted comedy um, book he he <laughs> won he won to one fights um What's his name? Uh, the phrenology, phrenology man. Swing. 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 Yeah. He fights Swing. Uh, he kills him. They have a pretty. They have a pretty epic fight because Vimes runs into the burning building to try and save the torturer. He's tied up, even though he's like, "This guy deserves to die, but I should do the law." But then he, he kills the guy. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty great. Um, you know, and then he tells young Vimes like, "Remember, don't 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 kill people. <laughs> Do not kill." I mean, that's the big theme of like this last bit, right? It's just like him, his beast, his beast on a leash. Um, yeah, but he wants to. Well, he wants hard. to like. He wants to do revenge. Um, and then he's like, "But I shouldn't do revenge. That's bad." And he's like, "I just want to keep the peace. I just want to do the job that's in front of me." And then he reaches a point like where he's at the barricade where he's like, this sort of is the job in front of me is to like build this barricade. <laughs> um, and then he ends up, yeah, like building a, a new barricade and like putting together like a little army of of guys and sort of leading this this particular part of the revolution is just like Vimes as Kiel, which is crazy, really. But it's so, so good. Like they're fighting people on the barricade, like people are trying to climb up soldiers. And then someone gets like a, a grappling hook shot through him and dies because of, like the grappling hook's like gone through his entire body. Yeah, it's some it's some fucking crazy yeah. stuff. I just want to say, Terry, you OK, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, right. is, <laughs> this is post nine eleven. I was so. reading this post nine eleven. I was reading actually on the Wikipedia about this because um, the the cover of this book is based on the Rembrandt painting, The Night Watch. Um, wow! And it's the the first it's the first cover that uh, Paul Kidby rather than Josh Kirby, and they apparently Josh Kirby is like. In the painting, Aww. but I don't. I, I don't know where. He's like one of the guys. I don't know what he looks like. So, no, I know. I mean, it's not going to look exactly like him anyway. That's a lovely trick. But yeah. Mate. Um. So when someone said that it was a dark book, Terry said, uh, "Wow, a truly dark book is one where there's no light at the end of the tunnel, where things start off going bad and carry on getting badder before they get worse, and then it's all over." I'm kind of puzzled by the suggestion that it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> things end up, shall we say, at least no worse than they were when they started. And that seems far from dark to me. The fact that it deals with some rather grim things, I think, a different matter. <laughs> what if I read a book and ignored everything? <laughs> <laughs> well. He said... Uh, he said, the point is, if I filled the torture chamber with the comfy chair and soft cushions from Monty Python's Spanish Inquisition sketch for a laugh, that would have been a that would have been an obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. He, 
think it's more the, the torture chamber itself, Terry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what people are commenting on. Yeah, it's like I mean, if the book does... is dark all the way through and there is light at the very end, like, that means still it's like 99% of it is dark. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get where... I'm not saying I get where his... I think it's an interesting outlook on life. I think yeah, this that's is a, like... That's a philosophy, it's a very, isn't it? I think it's a very beautiful book in a weird way. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, in a, like, a lot of his books, incredibly deeply cynical about people. Um, and a way that I don't think is untrue, but I think that it that it does have, like, a certain, you know, cynicism... As well as, as well as a, like, there's like, you know, there's an element of hope. He has these, these guys, I don't know, he, he can't save, right? He's got these boys that he knows are going to die. Mm. And then he sort of carries on doing what he, because it's the inevitability of the time loop. He's, he does what he feels is best. And that was always the thing that leads them to die anyway. And so for Vimes all the way through the book, he has this thing of like, Every everything I do possibly kills these people, <laughs> and then at the end they do die. And then he goes to the the graveyard, and he kind of feels okay about it. At the end, he's just like, "Well, I guess that's history, baby. That's just what happens." <laughs> I mean, I, I think it is. Every time he was did anything in the past, it was constantly telling these men that they don't have to do this, they don't have to follow him through it. I suppose it's just like the convictions that they all had to follow him through it so he yeah they chose to yeah. in the end for mm. the greater good yeah. yeah i think i think it, the book sort of functions both as kind of like a a theory of history and that it's very much rejecting sort of great man yeah it's very much about how you know no one person can influence history or change it or have a sort of overarching narrative even even with like advanced knowledge of what's happening but also sort of is like it doesn't mean you it's trying to sort of say i think that you can't it's not that it's not that you have no control or no power or direction of your life and the lives of others it's that mm. you have to sort of try your best to and it might kind of help a bit sort of yeah <laughs> yeah maybe well it's about like swimming <laughs> which with, i think is sort of yeah it's hope. like swimming with the current it's like the whole thing with the the monks he has where they explain to him like well, you probably can't divert the stream but you know you're in it and i suppose yeah. he's just trying to stay like afloat with it all rather than change the direction of where it's going and it's like saying like you know there's so many moments where like he could have died um but he didn't you know like it, they're like oh just do what you would normally do and it will sort of work out and it does and it's like well it, it could have easily not have done that but it doesn't you know <laughs> like like he nearly gets shot and then veterinary stops him from being shot with a crossbow um you know he could have been killed by casa but he isn't he could have been killed by swing in that fight but he isn't it's like yeah everything sort of realigns to where it's supposed to go through like a series of sort of small small situations you know um can we talk about fucking uh veterinary's aunt what's she called she's called uh bobby lady milfula <laughs> exactly Bo bobby and she goes to the the party she's so um, cool at little lord winder and like everyone's there and terry does this like deranged shit where he's like now imagine everyone's who's supporter of lord winder's got like a white dot 
And everyone who's against them has got a red dot. And there's a bunch of pinkish dots. Now you would notice that she's drawing everyone together and turning them all slightly pinker by putting them all <laughs> in these groups. <laughs> I'm like, this is some crazy shit. She's so cool. And- I, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's a very yeah. good scene. Yeah. yeah. It's really like, it is good. I, I, like, it's really like visual. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all these posh people having these conversations and it culminates in the, this big cake which Lord Winder cuts with a sword and then refuses to eat until really his poisoners scene. eat them. <laughs> and then in the end, just like a guy in a black cloak, like masked, just walks in and just walks up to him and fucking kills him. Well, he doesn't even kill him, he like lifts up his sword and he dies of a heart attack. <laughs> He's like he's it's like just, poking the cake I... with a knife, and he's like, uh, <laughs> "What if there's a guy in there and he's poking further down? What well, dwarfs exist?" And then he's poking even further down. He's like, he could have knelt down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so much fun. I think I love that scene as much as I do, just because like the the whole concept of like all these like insanely rich people who like at at the heart of it don't have any like structural issues applying to them like basically anything that happens to the city is sort of fine because they're all like you know a class above but then also none of them really believe anything and they're also easily swayed by what the group of people that they're in is saying that they can be moved about like chess pieces it is just so like to the perfect but but they are suffering to the extent that is suffering and it's yeah. bad for trade oh, okay. when someone's crazy <laughs> in charge so that's what that is you know it's economic. I think it again. is kind of a kind of quite accurate sort of picture of how dictators are supported by elites and only exist mm. at the pleasure of those elites and the cooperation yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because it's like you know, everybody if, ha- if they do too much, they're going to get kicked out. Yeah. Mm. And like everybody at this party is kind of also trying to suss each other out as well. Like, yeah, they're like, "What's your deal?" What do you, do you believe in? Who are you supporting? <laughs> and it's it's great. It's so fun. I love when he does stupid politics stuff like this. It makes me chuckle. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, also... Yeah. The thing that the plot involves someone just... Everyone just pretending they didn't see the assassin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, like he's, got, he's got all these, all these fail-safes to stop himself from dying uh, and from being assassinated because he's so anxious about it. And in the end, what kills him is that he's become so paranoid and, like, insane that everyone just wants him dead and no one yeah. <laughs> supports him, so they're just going to let him die. I mean, everyone's really busy so holding, great. like the cake in one hand and the glass in the other and also trying to use a fork to eat the cake so like it's true it's so hard (laughs) it's impossible anyway i hope Uh, that a similar fate befalls um the ruling party in the uk mm. yeah and then kia starmer can become the new guy (laughs) yeah i'm assuming it's veterinary who kills him right who's the assassin yeah yeah yeah. 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 Well, or veterinary who says boo. Yeah, I can't remember if it's confirmed, but I'm assuming that it, it, it I, is. It, it is. Yeah. It's pretty. Just, pretty much is. Yeah. 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 There's there's some great veterinary stuff in this. He's like you know 
He's doing, so doing sexy some cool stuff, <laughs> hanging around. He's doing his cool camouflage where he's like, he's read his book about tigers and he knows how to camouflage himself in like, by not wearing black, but wearing like gray, <laughs> gray and green. And he's so cool. Um, and then in and the like end, he's like, I have been Downing. waiting for you for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> vibes and Ari so, so real. At the end of this book, yeah. I mean, I'm skipping around a bit, but like, I can't be bothered to do a summary. I think it's easier to just talk about it. Um, I think... Yeah, so, so there's a bit near the end where, you know, uh, Winder's being assassinated or he's, you know, had a heart attack and died. And Lord Snapcase is going to be the new guy. So in a way, the revolution has succeeded in as much as that was their goal um, or that they had any concrete goals. Um, so they're like, okay, well, you know, you can take the barricades down. It's all cool now. Call off the soldiers. It's all, it's all fine. You know, it's been solved uh, at the elite level, I suppose. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but then the new guy, Snapcase, is like bureaucratically insane immediately, and is like, oh, this John Keel guy who like got everyone together into this group. He sounds very challenging if he if he wants to do you know, something that opposes what I want him to do. So I think we should probably kill him. <laughs> yeah, and everyone is like, uh, um, didn't you just say general amnesty? Like, that was that was the thing. Yeah. Didn't you just say giving him a medal? Like, everyone's like, the guys who worked for Winder already, and then they're like, they have a brief moment of, oh, new guy, and then they're immediately like... Same guy. <laughs> same guy. Same. I, it's not, I don't even know if it's same, same guy or if it's same like a different, different boss, I mean, his, same job. Yeah. yeah. He's not paranoid his, in the same way. He's just like, name he's is, just a fascist. Yeah. His name yeah. is Snapcase. Like, you can't trust the guy yeah. called that. Snapcase. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, oh, kill John Keel. So he sends Caster and a bunch of freaks to go kill Vimes. The the lady, veterinary's aunt, is like, please, veterinary, my nephew, <laughs> you must you must go save him. You must save the man, Kiel. <laughs> uh, and then he goes rushing off. And then they have the they have this big fight and a bunch of uh, Kiel's men stay behind to try and save him from these guys who are Very trying epic. to kill them. And then it's pretty cool, you know. He sort of gets killed in that the the history monks swap him out for the actually dead keel um and then send him back to the back to the future um but and then like a bunch of of the guys die you know Coates dies the prison guy dies red shoe dies but red like shoe dies and that was like this, that is, was... this is how red shoe dies <laughs> <laughs> i've gotten this is this is Another thing where this this book is like why this book is so good is that you can you you feel for Rachu when he dies so much. Mm. Like he's so good. He in wants this book. he wants he wants to be you know he wants egalitarianism. He wants it to be an a fair society, communism. and he wants yeah he wants to school communism. No one's letting him have it. He's written his <laughs> yeah. manifesto. He's trying to get a co- like a committee together. He's coming up with slogans, and then he gets shot, and then he stands up, and then he gets shot again, and then he just keeps doing that because he fucking rules. <laughs> There's I a think really you funny can bit. see, in a way, um, a sort of Ch- Terry has gained maturity since he last portrayed Reg as this. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be just like, wow, aren't aren't groups asking for their rights kind of annoying? Which is like, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> 
Um, so true. But there's a lot more sympathy. <laughs> so there's a lot more sympathy and perhaps some sort of actual pointed criticism that maybe not entirely unfair. Yeah. That is, you know, you, the, what, the ob- sort of obsession with committee. <laughs> You can obsession with committees or the idealism and the sort um, of unwillingness to acknowledge that maybe some people aren't going to are more interested in like which chairs in the barricades are theirs than <laughs> sort of yeah. freedom yeah. or truth yeah. or whatever. There, there's there's a really funny bit where they build the barricades and they barricade around like the center of the city and um the narrator or the narration is like they had none of the important things like um <laughs> the banks or the barracks or anything but they had all the unimportant useless things like the, the meat the meat storage places and where the grain is kept <laughs> yeah. and the bakeries um so they got all this food and there's a bit where reg is just like i wanna i think we should ration i think we should create a like a list of all we have and start rationing it out and vimes is like i think we're gonna be fine don't worry <laughs> And he's like, you mean there's not going to be starvation? And he's like, you know, you can always make one. Incredibly one, relatable one. bit there also when uh, when someone is like still buying Dibla's sausages and then Vimes is like, yeah, even when like they're throwing good steaks after you, you sometimes just want the bad food. Yeah. Yeah. They're resistant sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole relationship between like um, the sort of popular relation, popular revolution, and the elites is kind of interesting as well. The it's way very French Revolution. Yeah, um, I don't know early French Revolution. French Revolution. I haven't been listening to the podcast that you listen what's, to. Chaz. What's, what's <laughs> France? Sorry. Mm-hmm. What's France? What's- <laughs> France, it's like an imaginary place. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry we'll about it. If you don't think about, if you don't think about it, it will never hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the harn- the harnessing of that popular resentment mm. by elites for their own interest, and then the dropping of all the radicalism when it's con- you know the trappings of radicalism when it's convenient, and that would the never. betrayal of people that would never happen yeah. i found fiction. <laughs> right no no i found it very interesting the sort of i think the sort of acknowledgement of like how elites can sort of shape realities or like a sort of a sort of official reality and the way that they all ignore the assassin and then the way that once the assassination is completed they're just like damn uh he just died mysterious funny how that happened anyway back to normal yeah it reminds me of Many things that have happened in, say, the past five years in Britain. <laughs> right? Isn't it just like we can ignore it until it's it's suddenly becomes significant and then it's like mm. a thing that we have to pretend that we're like, oh, how did no one notice it at the time? And then it's like, if you did notice it, then you feel insane. Um, and yeah. like oh. putting it out the entire time and you're like, well, but we knew. We, we knew that you were it. letting people or die you in scream care about homes, etc. For- <laughs> yeah. Scream about something for years and years, uh, and then once the screaming has done its job, you uh, shut up about it entirely. Yeah, <laughs> and never mention yeah. it again. You go actually. I think if you say go into, you know, plunge your country into an illegal war based on uh, <laughs> falsified information, then you can be, you know, people can be mad at you for a bit, and you might have to resign. But eventually, you can start a podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you can be part of a. You could be. 
Yeah, and you could be nice and funny you and uh, you could have mental health. <laughs> you can go on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> yeah. And everyone and everyone will be like, wow, what a great samba. And then meanwhile, there's loads of people dead in a different country as like a direct result of your actions. You could point at all of the shit in the rivers and the seas and be like, what? damn, isn't that terrible? Whilst having been part of a government that was, uh, you know, continuing relationships between the state and the private sector. That wasn't them. That was the government. Um, yeah, they didn't intensify those relationships in any way. And that'd be crazy. Some sort of private um, finance initiative, maybe. I'm just remembering how, fine. like, when we started this podcast, uh, someone got really mad at us because he was like, "Sam Vines made me become a cop." And he was oh my, my inspiration. God, what about that? Oh, I am. Uh, and do you remember? Do you remember that? And that was like in the. Lab- that was in the it's context tweet, of like that was in the context of when cops were in the news for yeah, it was like, like 2020 it was like the fucking middle of the riots yes and it was yeah exactly like it was like when they were like beating up rioters and shit uh, it's like yeah vimes is like the leader of the revolution here like he's and he's, he says he doesn't he didn't intend to become one but in his memory john keel led the revolution and now i understand he was just like trying to protect a couple of people yeah like he didn't have grand ideas he was just like trying to protect this street and then these people on this street and then trying to expand it so he could look after more mm. people like, i feel like no way, unfortunately, <laughs> once you once you pick a side you don't get to choose what side you're anymore on anymore yeah if you choose to stand for one thing then people are gonna come for you in the context of that revolution it's gonna it's gonna force you to be on a side whether you like it or not there's also a great bit where like a bunch of the soldiers start like coming over to the barricade side um because they're like they've got like an army of old women like grandmas like shaming them and coming up which again is very french revolution because it's all there it's quite common in civil wars actually not always it's it's soldiers because the soldiers are just guys right yeah so like if you have if they feel shame or enough support from like they want to be like with their families and with their friends and stuff like they don't necessarily if they're you know soldiers of the people mm. or whatever like they're not they're but, not gentry they're just like normal soldiers but i mean yeah. that's, they the do tend to they do tend to they do tend to let things like yeah they do then tend to let things go sometimes that, or swap sides or yeah i mean that's one of the more like interesting things about the situation in 20 i mean in 2020 like before 2020 <laughs> and continuing now with police is that like so many police in like um, cities don't live in those cities those aren't their communities yeah. that they're policing which is why the violence mm. is so out of hand um, because they, they don't mm-hmm. see them as people and they don't relate to them um, and a sort of yeah. <laughs> such an, certainly I, true in the Met Police yeah exactly Mm-mm. they all fucking yeah, live in the home counties I, it's, it's crazy though to because I'd completely forgotten about that that comment we got <laughs> I, like, I remember it now but I, it completely <laughs> slipped my mind and just uh, bringing that back is just so fucking insane like you took a, a, a look at policing in, in britain and we're like yeah and it's like if i i wonder if there's like a section of Discworld fandom that like stops after like i don't know thief of time when the books become too political <laughs> have you considered as a podcast lover and Pratchett lover I thought this one was straight up my alley I am a cop my main inspiration to become a cop is Sam Vimes if you think you are understanding STP's work why so much hatred in ACAB I listen for 10 minutes 
<laughs> that was back when we actually got to Discord content in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we weren't doing Bugs Bunny impressions. <laughs> Please, well, someone tell me like watching live streams time. of American federal police firing tear gas canisters into people's heads yeah. from a building yeah. for like three weeks was, on end. Yeah. I think that was like the beginning of the episode where we were like, I really don't feel like talking about cops today. Yeah. And that's why we decided to do like the full series rather than just the watch books. Yeah. We're supposed to just be the watch books. We were supposed to, we would have been done by now. Yeah, we were supposed yeah. to like read the watch books before the TV show comes out, so. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, it would have been so maybe good to have read this before the TV yeah. show comes out. Like that would have been probably like illustrative of what they were pulling from. Mm. Yeah, yeah, on the could. other hand, it was a bad show and I don't think it would have changed our opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have changed, no. It just I, would have been interesting. Do you remember the resist <laughs> fist that got fucking spray yes. painted on the outside of the watch house? Yes, I remember. Yeah. Ooh, resist, we're the police. <laughs> They're on our side. I mean, this book does say the watch, the watch of the revolution. <laughs> it does. I don't um, think the TV show earned that. <laughs> but who were they even revolting again against? Speaking who, of the who cops. Who were they revolting against in the show? Who were they revolting against? Because it was veterinarian power, wasn't it? It's not veterinary. Uh, or does she get like locked up? Veterinary's there. Yeah, she's but there. I don't, I don't think they were revolting against. I think they were like revolting against. They're revolting the watch against crime. Like, yeah, maybe <laughs> it was like crime's bad. Oh, like the thieves' guild led by Casa, who was Vimes' childhood friend. Oh, maybe that. Um, was it. And they were in like child prison together. Yeah, or I was gonna. I, I was gonna oh, say. Yeah. They were in child uh, prison together. They were in the watch together. <sighs> I was gonna say earlier, oh. like couple. I, I, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say maybe we should rewatch the show now that we've. But that's there's no way we we can make it through that. What if what if they take someone, a character whose whole point is like, um, you know, sort of authoritarian and fascist society, like governments will enable the worst, the worst psychopaths to rise to the top. And instead, it was like, what if some activists went too far? Cry emoji. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's the whole classic thing of like, you can give your villain like a pretty sympathetic storyline, and then at some point or another, you have them <laughs> kill a baby. So that it's the like, oh, scary. Oh, you can't support them. Yeah, they'll be like, your, your fascism, the government is killing people every day. And they'll be like, you may agree with fucking... this character, but what if they were evil I don't even know what <laughs> yeah. like Carsa did in the show because then it became about like homophobia. It killed detritus. <laughs> he did kill he detritus did kill with detritus. an arrow. Oh shit, I forgot about that as well. I don't remember. But it's like um, in the end it became about like the power of homophobia and how you can use that. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear that the the season two of Good Omens came out and oh, it's? Uh, I've heard that it, I've heard that it's bad. Yeah, and some 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 like YA self published YA writer on uh, on Tumblr wrote a whole post about how uh, you can't have actually bad he was pulling off a actually he's pulling off a magic trick because he made it bad on purpose. So then season three, I saw that. It's gonna be and good. I was cheering. I was cheering. I was like, but, "Let's go, secret fake." But the thing that on purpose, good episodes. The thing that's I mean, I, I I read up what happens in the final episodes and so then it's very funny. Like it's just inconceivable how someone could think this is a good idea. So so like basically in the end they like 
do a confirmed gay kiss and then one of them wants to go to heaven and the other wants to go to hell or some shit. Mm-hmm. But the the thing um, I the thing I wanted to bring just up, like real heterosexuality homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> they love to do that. Uh, when you're when you're when you're gay but you love uh, it's not even God I think doesn't even exist in it, so it's like I guess like I thought God did. I thought God was John Hamm or was he just an angel? He was Gabriel. Oh he's Gabriel. Okay. There was like a God type thing, the Metro something, I forgot the There there Metatron. Super Metroid was in there, yeah. Metatron. The, the Metatron. The Metatron. Yeah, but it's not the even voice like of God. it's not even like Aziraphale like loves Metatron or whatever so much. Like I don't fucking know. But anyway, the thing I wanted to bring up is that because I remember when season two was announced, Neil Gaiman was like, yeah, because me and Terry came up with a back then. Uh, actually, yeah. we plotted out a sequel. You have to believe me because he's dead, so you can't ask yeah. him. And you just you just happen to not write it. And apparently before... Despite both of you being very prolific authors. Before season two came out, he said, like, but, like, shortly before it was, like, actually released, he was like, um, actually, this is just... A, I felt like we can't move on to that what we came up with Terry back then. So I came up with a season of filler content that will lead us to then in season three that is gonna be actually be Terry Pratchett's plan. So he can just sounds keep, good. He just you, you you love to just keep milking your dead friend. <laughs> let's let's get another season out of him. It's just it's the whole the whole concept of it fills me with such like pure hatred, and I'm not even sure if that's a reasonable response. It's just like irritating to me i didn't even know there was going to be a season two until i saw gifs of it on Tumblr, <laughs> but they seem to appear overnight so i don't know how that happened yeah the whole like uh the whole like it's releasing and then people deciding it's bad but actually maybe good uh to is, now nobody caring about it anymore like happened so fast like the thing is about the the time the time stream of the universe, the, the flow of the river, as we were talking about earlier, is that every so often somebody reinvents Secret Good Fool Sherlock episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I do love it's, that. It's awesome. I think, I think I've got a grand... You've got a grand? I've, I've got a grand theory. Okay. I, I don't have oh, okay. a grand. <laughs> not, you not, wish I had a grand. Um, I've got a thousand pounds. Um, <laughs> I've got a theory that... Uh, you don't actually have to consume media or pay attention to it anyway. And sometimes it's not good. And sometimes it is. That's so true. And sometimes it's debatable. <laughs> I think some that's, things are That's my media bad. studies theory. Um. Yeah. Some things are objectively bad, yeah. I've seen... Uh, what have I seen? What was, what was objectively... Uh, I saw a film with Jude Law, which was really boring. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Like likely place for Jude Law to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's the young pope. <laughs> he is the young pope. I did enjoy the young pope. That was a great. I liked the first young season. pope. I didn't um, finish the second season. Yeah, but the first season was good. Anyway, and I watched uh, all that in like in like a week. Okay, I will say I will say one thing uh, is that every ep- recently, like for 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 I think this year. Every episode we recorded this year, we have a moment where we're like, remember the TV show, The Watch? (laughs) Remember what happened (laughs) in that? And the amazing thing is that between these recordings, I completely forget. I I think zero amount of time about The Watch. And every time we record and every time someone brings it up, I feel I I I fall into like this hole like this. I'm, I'm just 
suddenly it like all comes back. Yeah, I still think it's not fully come back. I think I want to go and re-listen to our episodes yeah. about it. Yeah. So I can try and like rejig my memories. Um, I guess that's probably I do often yeah. re-listen to watches, Who Watches Who The Watches. We're just starting a new podcast called Who Remembers The Watch. Yeah, we should do a commentary episode on our watch episodes. Yeah, in this episode, you see, we sounded quite uncomfortable. Uh-huh. That was probably, I don't know if you remember, I was feeling quite, yeah, it was quite a rough time at that point. I was doing some job interviews, yeah. I think maybe doing um, uh, doing, uh, doing an audio commentary on, uh, on the watch could be fun. Yeah. Uh, or like uh, like one of those uh, marathon charity streams where we watch all of them. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm We're not going to mystery science stream. I think theater theater of this thing. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have our like uh, silhouettes are gonna be on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's uh. So there's wait just the end a sec. Of this book. I need to put okay. my fudge away. <laughs> Fudging hell. I would, I would eat fudge, but I um I would enjoy it because I don't experience pleasure, so I wouldn't actually have. Put a my good time fudge away would be a great, great like a new metal album title. You're um, you're in the kind of awkward position, Chaz, of needing Black Phillip to well come to you and ask, would you like the taste of butter? Would you like to taste pleasure but and still delight? Like to live but deliciously. You, yeah, but you but you can't now. Mm. I can't. Well, I think, actually, that film is supporting Janosch's point because, uh, you know, in, in Christian mythology, the devil is supposed to offer you false pleasure and false yes. uh, power. Um, oh. As opposed to the true power, so he's going to give a margarine Christ and acceptance of God's love. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, ultimately, the, there is no taste of butter because there is there is no pleasure with Satan. Okay, mm-hmm. but is there? Mm-hmm. I think saying I think saying could give me pleasure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm built different. I think, I think I'm built different. <laughs> Have you ever read that fan fiction on Ao3 about um, yeah, uh, the the devil? went down to georgia but it's johnny and satan they and fun? then they have sex that's so good no i sort of but i mean they, they kind of can't because he's too like the devil so like he, they can't really have sex but they have like stuff that like approaches sex they have like an erotic relationship with your hands stuff that's that's like that's like dooms mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good it's some pretty good stuff um the original prompt for it though that set it off was like um the devil goes down to georgia the devil goes down on johnny um. <laughs> well, I love the it's idea really of the, of the, of the steal. Yeah, I love the idea of the devil giving you like false orgasms, like it's <laughs> you know the <laughs> the like zero coke version of uh, of nothing. I think I've had mm. that before. Yeah, we've I mean, at that. the moment, because I can't orgasm, because I can't mm. experience pleasure. So I guess you could say that the devil's already got me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get it, Chess. You can't come. It's fine. <laughs> I can't come. <laughs> what um, are you going to do about it, eh? Anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think they should um, do a parody version of The uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, uh-huh. where he goes to the country of Georgia, and it's done entirely in polyphonic singing. <laughs> and it's mostly about drinking nice red wine. You're onto something. Lots of walnuts in there. Yeah. Yeah, If Uh, we have any Georgian listeners out there, yeah, hit me up. I want to go to Georgia. It Mm. looks sick. I want to drink red wine. I want to eat walnuts, and I want to listen to some cool singing and see mountains. 
Let's go to let's go let's to Georgia. Go to Georgia. Let's, Georgia. Go to Georgia. let's go to Georgia. Anyway, we need so to t- unlock more patrons for the that. <laughs> yeah. Live show in Tbilisi. <laughs> That's so true. So Vimes goes back to the future, um, along with Casa, and his wife is giving birth. Um, but it's not going well, so he gets Dr. Lorne because he knows him. And Dr. Lorne's like, aren't you John Keel? And he's like, shut the fuck up and pull this baby out of my wife. <laughs> and John Keel does. And he, he, and he does. Sorry, Dr. Lorne does. does. He it does it the absolute mad lad. He's the best. They're like, why is the man here? The midwife tries to stop him getting in. And she's like, why does he want all these hot towels for? What's his deal? <laughs> why does he want brandy? Terry's yeah, medicine so pill, kind of problematic. I it's fucking even women's medicine. It's fucking wild that even as like I, you know, recently uh, I've been uh, I've been going to psychotherapy. I've uh, been talking about uh, my family and my childhood, and I've been I've been realizing that the institution of family is kind of bad. Yeah. Um and having you you you're, you're blowing my mind right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but, but but even with that uh, reading this scene where Vimes gets a success where Sybil does a successful birth. I was I was pogging. It was it was very touching. Like the Yeah. The way the way the whole like uh, you have to, you know, teach your younger self before you can become a before you can have a son whose name is Sam, right? Like the whole like yeah. fathership metaphor would be so hack in other hands, but it just works here. It's so like, good it's here. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. He's like, I he's like, I have to be a good man because I feel the specter of my past self watching me. Um <laughs> is so crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> like he goes to he goes to the graveyard to like pay his respects and to think about it and to like, you know, Think about the fact that they died after he left, and um, Cass is there, and they have like like a deranged fight where he like nearly decides to kill him a few he times and then the doesn't. Yeah, he nearly just like beats the shit out of him, kills him with a sword, but like in the end he doesn't, and like collars him and handcuffs him, and then Veterinary has been there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Veterinary is filming it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) He's like police brutality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Um, Yeah, he's like, wow, great, great, great take there. You did a great job finding your man, Vimes. And he's like, were you there the whole time? He was like, yeah, just observing. And then um, he he was like, "You did great work, Sergeant." And he's like, "Oh, other people help me." And he's like, "Oh fuck, I have revealed my position by responding to the word Sergeant." <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and he's like, "Oh fuck, you know." And he's like, "Not until just now, I did not mm-hmm. know. But I really suspected." I don't know. Veterinary is um, such a forty chess kind of guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I always wondered why you wore the lilac. And he's like, well, you never asked. And he's like, well, I didn't figure it was like necessarily my business. And he's like, yeah, after Keel died, you know, I joined the fray. I, I took some lilac in my um, in my teeth and I fought, you know, they all put up a good fight. And I took two men down with me, although Casa vanished and their spirit was kind of broken after that. <laughs> and it's like, that's so crazy. 
that he watched him die and then like fought with like lilac in his teeth and then like found him like 20 30 years later and it's like ah things that men i remember you you were sexy yeah (laughs) something something intricate rituals (laughs) something i'm just saying i'm just saying vimes and airy real i'm just saying if you want to ask someone out on a date after like 30 years maybe not on the day his son is born yeah it's gonna be inconvenient yeah he's gonna be really hey, he's man. like he is very he's funny got, he's, he's like, gonna find a moment and sometimes it comes along like that no yeah sometimes that happens and who who are we to say no to the flow of desire you know what i mean um but there's there is a great bit where veterinary's uh, like oh congratulations by the way and he's like oh I'm just doing my job getting cast and he's like no I meant because your son was just born <laughs> the birth of your child like, oh yeah <laughs> Vet- veterinary says congratulations uh, <laughs> now sashay away <laughs> to the cells <laughs> oh my god and he, he sees Red Shoe digging himself out of his grave and he's like, yeah, I like to just go hang out there every once a year and just like keep them company, which is like, it's pretty good. Yeah. I love Red. How do you think that act is viewed in zombie society? It's chill. <laughs> I don't know. You're both dead. There's nothing wrong with I it. Suppose, You're just hanging out. Yeah. Nothing, nothing sexual. <laughs> Not <a laughs> two guys sexual. chilling in a coffin six feet under because they're not gay. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Um, they always put a, they always put a hard boiled egg or soft boiled egg on his on his grave, John Keel, because that's all he wanted from the revolution was to get an egg, and he never got one. Highly relatable moment, to be honest. Yeah, I love the bit as well with Rosie Palm and the and the seamstresses where they're like, we can't have free love. <laughs> Reasonably priced love. Come on, reasonably priced love. You'll put us out of business. Free love in this economy. What the fuck? That's so real. No such thing. This book has a better representation of prostitution than like fucking most fantasy out there. It's always done in kind of like a offhand, casual way. It's that's the thing. All of Terry has. He's never. He's never had like a bad bit about it. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. always been just like this yeah, these people are kind of smart and tough. Yeah, <laughs> and they're doing a job. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like and the oldest profession. Not to compare it with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going. I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> not to compare it with enemy of the pod, Patrick Rothfuss, but it's just like how how hard is it? It's just like the whole like way that he writes about it. It's so clear that he just sees mm. them as people rather than man women. mothers. Man mothers, man mothers, man mothers. Listen to yeah. listen to the podcast, the Quoth Killer Chronicles, uh, where we <laughs> talk mothers. about all of that, uh, where we do an epic dissection of both of Patrick Rothfuss's uh, novels yeah. of the K- King Killer Chronicle. You get one series. You get one. You get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's. I'd the thing like with- to do an epic dissection of Patrick <laughs> Rothfuss if you, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about uh, Terry's writing, though. I mean, this is, I'm gonna say something incredibly like obvious, I guess, but he's just very good at like treating characters as 
people and considering the situation they're in and you know like yeah. that's why he uh, and uh, it's the same thing with the like gender stuff or the trans stuff uh and in this case with the sex worker stuff is that he's i i don't think he's like particularly enlightened about these issues but he does the basic human thing of like being empathetic and like uh, you know understand where someone might come from yeah and that's like so much more than what most like people do he is he does have normal brain disease um (laughs) which i feel like a lot of a lot of other writers (laughs) don't especially in the fantasy genre um and to be fair to Terry, like he read a lot of theory. He was a theory guy. He used to love reading fucking texts and shit. So I think you know, he he put the effort in. He wanted to understand things. He's thinking and about he, emotional labor. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he was a cool guy. You know, uh, he wasn't just like. I don't think he was always doing things accidentally. I think there was like a oh, no, absolutely a deep level. Yeah, no, I don't. Him, I don't want to chalk this up to like extending extending empathy towards yeah, yeah. Uh, extending empathy towards other people and like thinking things through, even if he like fucks up with some stuff. Um, yeah, he's just a good writer, really. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is crazy. Well, yeah, Ninety uh, episodes decent, of this podcast. <laughs> he's pretty good. Decent writer, good bloke. He's great at create. We've said before he's great at just creating a character. Like there'll be like some random guy who's I don't know, snouty the jailkeeper, Legitimate and he'll first. like have six, six lines, and you're like, this guy fucking is hilarious, yeah. and I I can see him so clearly, and he just does that like in such in such short periods of time yeah it's, it's so good it's not it's about legitimate first who appears like at the start of this book at the graveside and doesn't really come back and i was still like this is the yeah. coolest yeah. fucking guy <laughs> there's yeah like yeah, there's net coats bit. gets introduced in like in yeah, this Ned book Coates. uh doesn't show up a lot and you still like really feel for him in the end yeah yeah, he, he, like this guy is like obviously suspicious, but has good reason to be. And even though he knows that he's not the real John Keel, is like still prepared to like die for him because he, you know, that's just what he believes in. Yeah, that's so that's so great. Like they got these, um, they got these. Ned, um, Ned dies off screen, right? You off, uh, yeah, or you d- yeah, he's yeah. Implied, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his grave is there. I mean, yeah. When they do yeah. the list, yeah. when they do the list, he's in the list. Him and um, what's yes. the. One of them had a funny name. <laughs> like all of them. Nancy. Nancy Ball. Nancy Ball, Nancy yeah. Ball. Nancy Ball's the one who gets like a grappling hook Wiggler. shot to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and they, we get the song, which is All the Little Love Angels Rise wigglets. Up. All the Little Angels Rise Up High, which is an old soldier song. So we got all these old soldiers who are in the in the revolution. Um, and I like that. The the leader of like the little soldier group who sings the song is like a like a Lamados guy. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then when they got the bit where they put the lilac in there, um, uh, oh. and they're like using the lilac as a symbol, it's like, like based on like the leak. Real. It's based on the leak story. Yeah, he's not, but he's not doing a Zulu thing, is he? Uh, like the, Zulu the film thing. Zulu. I don't. I've not seen it either because. Well, it's a film about some brave British chaps killing a load of Zulus. Uh, um, it's based cool on the it thing. Is when the when the Welsh that Welsh Saint, group like the Welsh army put the leaks on their hats, right? Saint David. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. It was. Um, 
Uh, Welsh archers. Yeah. During the Hundred Year War, the 13th and 14th century, the Welsh archers were a key weapon in battle. With long walls as tall as men, they would fire some of arrows to bring down the enemy and would pop a leak in their caps to identify themselves. <laughs> it was like a way to, to tell who was on the Welsh side during the during the battle, which is why it's... That doesn't sound right. Yeah, why would they do that with leaks? That's crazy. Um, but in the city's yeah. line... Oh, King Cadwallader of Gwynedd ordered his soldiers to identify themselves that way. Against the Saxons, those damn bastards. Fuck the Saxons. Fuck That's right. <laughs> um, Simple as. But yeah. But they've also got We're those, like, the, the officers. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the officers who are, like, kind of baffled by this whole thing. And they're like, this guy kills, like, moving the barricade. And they're like, what are we supposed to do about that? All the way through. And they're, they're very funny. And then Casa sees them and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> He's, this guy seems crazy. He's so crazy in this. I I don't definitely don't think he's the best villain, like that we've ever had in in Discord. Like not really by a long way, to be honest. Because I think he's interesting, but I think he's he's just meant to be. It's like meant a, to be irredeemably evil, yeah, right? Yeah. That's like the the plot device of being like, is it okay for Vimes to just like cold bloodedly murder this guy who's absolute who's absolute evil? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, and I guess that's sort of what makes it significant because then he, he gets to decide not to and be like, I will do the law. Yeah, and I, I think that's... <laughs> Even yeah, that's going to hand you instead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that's interesting in it's terms just like of Jon Snow. Vimes' character, but I don't think it's interesting in terms of Cass's character at all. Um, I mean, who is, is like, the best villain in this world? Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling to... Because there's like shit like the auditors, like, you know, I bureaucracy. I still think it's Angua's family. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, think it's Dios. The, I think it's Dios the priest. Dios is oh, cool. yeah. I like. I think when you get into Dios that great, kind of actually, like yeah. super fascist or super like authoritarian stuff, that that's where the villains really shine. Not to like put a, like shine a light on my own political beliefs or whatever, but like mm-hmm. it's they they you just love fascists. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love to see a fascist in a book? <laughs> just like me, they say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, oh, gone. No, 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 you go. No, I was just going to say, like, I don't even think, like, Terry is a big, like, you know, here's this rogues gallery of, like, epic villains type of writer. Like, he does have, he has a lot of, like, different degrees of pure evil that sometimes shows up, but I, Carcer is, like, not even... He's not like the grand like villain, a, like right? Who who is like responsible yeah. for everything? Yeah, like, he's like it's a tool. the yes, yeah. It's, I mean, I yeah, think I think he's showing that like he can he can given the opportunity he's able to rise to like a high level government position because they're just yeah. like yeah, yeah we can use this fucking fucked up little guy. Um, yeah. Whereas like the really evil guys are like yeah swing. And Winder. There's so many, like, fucked up guys in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snapcase. Yeah, there's, there's a line from Vimes that's along the lines of, like, Swing doesn't understand that he's doing wrong. Like, he doesn't understand mm. that he's evil and can't. Yeah. Which, well, he believes, I mean, he believes in the I skull. Think, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's true. I and mean, it's fucking it's Nazi shit. Yeah. And it, that's why it trans... Oh, the, be- the best villain is Vorbis <laughs> from Small Gods. <laughs> <laughs> Vorbis. Oh, Vorbis is great. Yeah, I Vorbis. 
yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I do think it's weird to think after reading this that Casa was kind of one of the main villains they picked for the TV show. Yeah. It's just a name, money. Yeah. It's Hey, you know him. You, you know this you guy. You recognize this name. <laughs> you know this name. Yeah, I mean, he really, he really cool. wasn't Kaiser in the show. No, like... I just think it the, but there wasn't like a swing character. Yeah. In the show, which I, I... Yeah, there there was and it was Sybil. <laughs> 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 My god, yeah, the re-education camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh you're you're just right, like that. We've made a strong female co- character, and she psychologically tortures the poor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the she's monkeys, epic. poor curls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Would be better if Vimes had real boots. Yeah. Mm. It's his fault <laughs> that the poor have bad boots. <laughs> uh, yeah I think like the function of like Kaiser in this is just that like there's this temporal instability and uh, Kaiser is gonna fuck shit up so you need a Vimes to like balance that out like to, to like you know yeah. him doing good shit while Kaiser is doing bad shit, in the end, like, brings history back into its yeah. normal way. Right, like, every time he tries to do something different, it gets fucked up, because Kaiser is also yeah. there, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, they never brought, like, a siege weapon last time. It's because it was, like, Kaiser's idea to use the siege weapon. Which he then destroys, uh, by himself, like, through, like some, cunning, <laughs> some cunning strategy involving, like, getting people to sneak past and, like, fuck up the wheels and then... <laughs> Like put ginger up the ass of the oxen, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. People did used to do that. Yeah, yeah I know. You told me. <laughs> yeah, proletarian innovation. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, there you go, Chaz. You're not feeling any pleasure at the moment. Maybe, maybe give it a try. <laughs> I told you, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, or an eel. You know, people did use those as well. Yeah, I can put an eel up there. I think that's probably. Animal abuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you probably go to jail. There's a Behind the Bastards <laughs> episode about the whole thing for some reason. Mm. <laughs> I did not know that. I will listen to that. That sounds good. Um, I would like to do a little third segment thing and then we can finish. Okay. Which is, okay. Yes. Um, I want to do... Good book. Now that we're sort of know most of the main characters, except obviously um, Little Girl Witch, who's coming up in the next couple of books. Who's there's, there's another main Tiffany. one. Just just like me for real. Um, yeah. I'd like us to do a which Discworld character are you quiz because I read the questions to this quiz and I think one of them is incredibly insane. Um and I, I want Is Niger in there? I I hope so. I haven't done it. Um We should do it. We should so make I a quiz and all of the answers are Nigel. Would you describe yourself? A powerful, B smart, C I'm just normal or D I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just normal. I like. Th- I'm a big fan of. I'm just normal. It's got an exclamation yeah. point. I think I'm just I'm normal. The first one. The first one was I'm powerful. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think go so for normal. powerful. Yeah, you can't come. Yeah, I think we're. I said I'm powerful. Not that I. I can mean, I guess if we keep <laughs> clicking the normal options, we're gonna get rinse wind. But go, go with I'm just normal. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Robin's fucking up the segment. <laughs> no. Okay, oh, no, it would not. be a shame it's if we not. got the supernatural character at the end. It's not a different quiz. They've just done the questions in a different order when you start the quiz. Okay, so here's the first okay. question. How would you tell someone he or she is wrong? Um, the word they is right there. Um, so, <laughs> option A. I try and explain I don't know to that them, word. And if that doesn't work, I'll have to get extreme. <laughs> B. I wouldn't because no one listens to me. See, I'll try and stay calm and explain why they're wrong. If nothing happens, I give up. Or D, I state out facts why they are wrong. It's science. I would state out facts. <laughs> yeah, me too, probably. I would be like, actually, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Bazinga moment. What? Bazinga. I'd like to say that nobody listens to me, but I probably wouldn't actually do that, depending on what they're saying. Um. So here's the question that I was really... Um, the one that made me want to do this quiz. How would you react if you see a police officer beating somebody? <laughs> Option one. Oh. <laughs> 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 Option one. I defend that person. Violence. violence is not a solution. <laughs> Option two. I'm sure that person deserves the beating. Ooh. Option three. I'd walk away. It's none of my business. <laughs> I would film it on my telephone. Or four, I'd step up to see what's the problem. If someone's been bad, then it's okay. I don't agree. I don't really <laughs> agree with any of this. Yeah. Well, the first one is I defend the person. Don't like any of these. Well, that's the closest to it. the closest to it. Yeah, to yeah. It, yeah it's not my that one. I, They will also kill yeah. me, but I will yeah. do that one. I'm not going to approach a cop with a gun. <laughs> And it's also not because violence is say, not a solution. It's because that, you're sir. insane. Like, what is the what is the cop trying to solve here? Um, the having someone in front of them. Uh, uh, so I guess let's defend yeah, them. This is that's not the only the solution to really wanting to hit someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number three: Would you ever hide a secret from your best friend? <laughs> a. If a secret doesn't involve my friend, I'd stay quiet. B. Oh, I'm full of secrets. C, the less they know, the better. Or D, I wouldn't hide anything big. So all of them is like, yeah, I would hide <laughs> some things. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every single one of these options is yes, I would. I'm full of secrets. I like I'm full of secrets. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go. I wouldn't hide... Anything big, Janosch? What's your vote? I mean, I, I, I me. personally, I would go with like if it's not something that like concerns them, it's like you know. Okay, George and I win. It's oh, I'm full of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best one. For <laughs> I, I I do like to tell my friends everything. That, that that's I'm that's thinking. the thing about me, though. Yeah, I, I I just love to talk about myself. So yeah. Okay, uh, this one's fairly boring. Which trait would you like to have? Bravery, power, calmness, or confidence? Power. <laughs> George? Uh, wait, bravery? Power, calmness, or confidence? Some might say that bravery and confidence yeah. are a very similar thing, but <laughs> not this Quite quiz. similar, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm usually relatively calm already, so... Let's go. Let's go for some. Let's go for some bravery. 
So we have three different answers. Three so different, far. and I, w- I was going to say confidence. So confidence is going to win. Which ability wow. would you like to have? An ability to fly, an ability to be invisible, an ability to see everything, or everything. an ability everything. to see everything, an ability to know everything at the same time. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't think I would want to know everything. I think I would probably not enjoy that. I feel like the first, the, the last two it only result in you being insane. You, be, you become God. <laughs> yeah. I've, see, I've seen the I end. See it I feel like I would, be, I would be normal <laughs> if I knew everything. I've seen Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where Kate Blanchett's head explodes because, because she, she knows, she knows everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying when she's like, I want to know everything, and then her eyes Yeah, but that's yeah. because she's... Um, Sorry, Chas, I didn't she wasn't, She's too communist. She wasn't trying hard enough. That is because she's yeah. too communist. But I feel like I wouldn't want to know everything. Communist. And I, also don't I guess flying. Flying or invisibility. No, well, I d- flying. I'd rather be flying, flying than yeah. being invisible. Easy flying. I'm just thinking about being invisible would make shoplifting really easy. But yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, but flying, you <laughs> so can flying. just fly away. Like. <laughs> True. I'm flying True. away, Can't baby. Stop me. <laughs> okay. Can't stop me. How are Can't you around me. other people? I love to be around other people. Fine, but I like my own circle of friends. Good, but people think I'm old. Or I'm shy and almost what? invisible. People think I'm old. People think I'm old. That's, that's, that's me. People do think I'm old. I yeah, people think say, I'm old. I don't think I've ever um, been around I was people number, I, I, was, I was old. I was probably... I was probably one until I stopped experiencing pleasure, mm. and now I'm probably one of the other ones. I like the second um, one that was like my own circle of friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with I like. Let's go. Which, with that to be honest, right. other people, people do think I'm my old. own circle of friends is also other people. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine's not. Mine is only myself. <laughs> okay. Well, his question number. But you can't experience pleasure. Question eight of ten. Yeah, I don't like it. Do you think you're better than some people? Yeah. No, I don't think yeah. that at all. No, I think everyone has their own good and bad sides, even me. What's the well, difference between these two? I don't two? have a bad side. Both of those things can be true. <laughs> I think I'm better than Himmler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I've got bad so sides. Um, no, option C. Well, kind of. I know my qualities. <laughs> or yes some people need to learn their place yes the last one <laughs> <laughs> they gotta let yeah bloody hippies yeah the last one <laughs> okay <laughs> that's right with the bad voice of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> question nine of ten what would you do if someone made fun of you a cry i'd ignore them i know my values b I'd show them two strong reasons why they should bother me, if you know what I mean. I don't. My testicles? <laughs> Look at my balls. I got great big balls. Don't you insult a, a man with move. these balls? <laughs> with these beautiful bouncing testicles. Oh, would, you be like, would you be like only showing balls, but like hide your dick? Like You hide the... cock, yeah. Yeah, no dick, yeah. no dick, balls only, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you tuck, but in a very elaborate way. <laughs> yeah. You can do it tuck if up, you're still you wearing up, like a tight T-shirt and it's low enough. You can kind yeah. of like tuck it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, option C, I'd say nothing. If I stand up for myself, the mocking would only get worse. 
Or D, I'd stay quiet, but when the clock strikes, I'd let them have a piece of my own mind. <laughs> when, when the clock now, strikes. Now, I've been made of, I've been made fun of quite a lot in my life, um, including on this podcast. <laughs> so I feel like I'm qualified to, <laughs> qualified to, to comment on this. And I think mine is to normally pretend that I'm having a good time while secretly be very hurt inside. <laughs> You don't make it very secret um, when you're being bullied. You're going, why are you bullying me? Oh, no. I'm just yeah, more mean I'm to podcast. I'm just a little baby, so yeah. I don't see why you're so not your, your Did, we, did we bully you out of being able to experience pleasure? <laughs> Is that what happened? Maybe. Maybe that's why I can't experience pleasure. Oh, I'm very someone sorry. Should, someone should bully me back into experiencing <laughs> pleasure. Um, so, Chaz, what's the point in being nice to you if you can't experience the pleasure from us being nice to you? Mm. That just means we have to not be nice Checkmate. to you. But at I least you feel something. Pain, surely. Yeah. Um, All right, so what were the options yeah, again? Option so, so I think Chaz's answer there is, I'd say nothing. If I stand up for myself, the mocking would only get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Chaz. What a that coward. feels like the sad option. Yeah. <laughs> Do we, well, it's the Chaz option. Do we want to go with, I'd stay quiet, but when the clock strikes, I'd let them have a piece of my own mind? What was the first one? That's true. I the do let one. people have piece of my own mind when the clock strikes. <laughs> Every quarter of an hour, <laughs> depending on the yeah. clock. <laughs> the first option was I'd ignore them. I know my values! Exclamation mark. No, let's let, let them have their I... peace of mind. Sure. Or that peace of my mind, rather. Yeah. Okay. And final question. Yeah, when the clock strikes. Final question. What's your idea of fun? Staying home and watching TV well, alone. Well, can't answer that. <laughs> I don't experience fun. You don't get a, you don't get a vote in this one, Chaz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so option one: staying home and watching TV alone. Option two: hanging out at the mall with my friends. Classic activity. The mall. Smoking some pal mouths. <laughs> uh, option C: going out to a club. Or option D: reading a nice book. There surely is more things than this. No, you no, gotta those stay home things. on your own. Why is it These club or mall? <laughs> club or mall? You gotta pick. Why would I go to the mall? Yeah, hang- not American. I, well, yeah, it's like that. We have other places to go. We have parks and yeah, yeah. We got the pub, museums, and a pub. Um, yeah, but right. I do go think- to the movies instead of watching TV at home. Yeah. So what are we saying? I feel like it's going to be hanging out at the mall with my friends, even sure. though we don't yeah. want to go to the mall, but we do want to hang out with our friends. Yeah, let's. I want to go to the unfortunately club. Closest, yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the club as well, Chaz, but I don't like clubbing. But, but it's a Tuesday night. I'm compromised. You know? <laughs> it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> okay, calculating our results. Oh well, that's okay, so this vague. Is, this is... Okay, <laughs> you got. You're a witch. Yay! Which one? Without, wow. Even with it doesn't say it has a picture of all of them. It's like, I, we, we get to be have each of us are one of them. It's so different. Wait, says, Robin, are you telling me this fan-made quiz on the internet is disappointing and not very good? Um, a little, but weren't the questions interesting? Like the police brutality it's one. It's the journey. Of the yeah, I like, love. I love to experience this scouring of my soul, you know, really like going deep onto yeah. the big questions. <laughs> Doing the trolley problem in my mind. <laughs> of learning what my personality is in fictional uh, characters. Does it explain oh, I should, what what witches I think I should do? follow Machiavellianism. It says yeah. the description of you got you're a witch is even without your and this is in scare quotes, magic, you're special and intelligent. 
Your mind games will confuse even the toughest ones. Mind games. <laughs> That's it. That's all you So I guess, I guess Granny Weatherworks. Yeah. I guess Naniok can do mind games. I mean, games. they all kind of yeah. play mind games. I think Naniok plays mind games. They're just, like, different. Yeah. yeah. She plays funnier it's mind ideology. games. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, more subtle. Yeah. Or just, um, like, drugs people with scrumble. Scumble. Scrumpy. Scrumpy. Scrumble. Oh, what's it called in there? Scumble. 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 Granny Weatherwax will, like, Scumble. let people know a piece of her mind when the clock strikes. She will, but she Magret so won't. will. That's Every really true. Minutes. Ma- Magret wouldn't. I mean, she does in the later books, yeah, maybe. It's almost she like they have wildly different personalities that <laughs> play off against each they're other all... in a piece of literature. It's almost like they're all richly developed characters. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, Robin, do we have any bad uh, reads for this? Um, Other than the one I that think... complained about creatures. <laughs> I think that was the only one. Too many damn creatures in the book. <laughs> okay, everyone loves this book. That's fine. Yeah, I think basically there were the, there was only two reviews worth mentioning which were the too many damn creatures and the i didn't like this book um granted i couldn't really read or understand english when i read it but um i didn't finish mm. it and yeah. one star which again, that's on par with the ones that are complaining that their kindle wasn't working at yeah, the time or something. It's yeah just like, again skill issue copy came <laughs> damaged <laughs> yeah we've lost Chaz. she experienced too too little pleasure obviously yeah we bullet her off the stream what was the definition of Ooh. sci-fi again? Oh, Robin is also gone now. I guess it's something in their house. Oh. Well, it's just down to me and you now, Janosch. Wow. Holding the fort. Um, my internet sort of went, and then I tried to like click off my other browser right. window, but then I accidentally, it went onto this one, and I clicked, clicked off the one that I was like <laughs> running this on. And then when I opened Opera, it made the scariest noise. Uh. My, I also you kind of was the worst of us. We, we almost had a bro zone moment with George, but both <laughs> of you came back too fast. Yeah, wow, no, I no, also I accidentally left the stream because I was trying to change over to Discord, and I clicked leave stream. Yeah. So sad. Janosh and I were talking about who were the hottest. <laughs> <in Discord. laughs> did, did you come? Did you come to a conclusion? No. Was it Konina? Um, it was. Well, uh, what's the name? Adora. Mm, could be her. I think Ang Angle is still. <laughs> Jazz is already. Angle is kind of hot. Yeah. Angle is proper top three. Um, uh, Lady Margalotta. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent milf. Mm. Yeah. Milf city. Yeah. Well, we have to we have to organize a wet t-shirt contest so we can. <laughs> have... That's the only way to tell <laughs> yeah. if they're attractive is to do a wet a t-shirt wet contest. T-shirt yeah. Contest. Yeah, and the winner yeah. gets uh, they they have to wet t-shirt off against each other. Yeah. We should we should move they our to, podcast around to more like Howard Stern. I think it'd that be would cool. be so good. I mean, we that already talk right. about we like... get a Sibian <laughs> claim claim it on tax. <laughs> yeah, we need a Sibian for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the communal. It's Sibian. urgent. <laughs> we can't all sit on it. <laughs> Join a ten dollar yeah, patron they... <laughs> to raise money for us, Sibian. They they used to do this on these talk talk show, shows where there were like. There's there's two really hot women who came in here in the studio and you can like really hear all the hosts are like really sweating while they're talking and the the listeners were just kind of supposed to get off on the idea that hot women are in the studio. They just like imagine it in their mm. minds. 
And now they just um, have now they just have like masculinity influence who have hot women on their show and they're like, I hate you, you bitch. I hate women. You, you're all awful, awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. They get like so nine we've declined as a only fan influencers yeah. to sit in a f- and to pretend to podcast and be like, don't you hate yourselves because you're not procreating? And then they're like. But how can we procreate if you keep saying that you want to have sex with the most women possible mm-hmm. and then they get confused and can't come up with a response? Yeah, and, and then they like, kick them off the show. Do you sometimes have a period? Yeah, they just, uh, they just say they're being emotional or, or call them fat or something. Like, yeah. on, 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 yeah. these, uh, on these, like, fucking talk radio shows, like, you know, you couldn't do, you couldn't say any swears, so you had to come up with, like, w- ways to say fucking without, like, saying it. Hmm. So you'd be like, yeah. well, anyway, uh, we just ju- all, 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 all I'm saying is, listeners, uh, imagine some uh, some some hot boobs. <laughs> I am, I'm, imagining, I'm imagining some hot boobs right now, but they're not giving me any pleasure. <laughs> well, send- all I feel is mild discomfort. If, I'm like, why are they if there? You think you why can, are they just embodied? Uh, make chess experience pleasure. Um, DM me. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz, Chaz is going to go now and watch some porn and just like sit in front of it. Motionless. Yeah, I'm just going to like drink a no, beer no and just watch the porn without moving, like without moving or changing my yeah. facial expression. Yeah. <laughs> just like many men have before. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, this is the podcast. I'm going to stop it here before it becomes horrifically yeah. long. Um, Good episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Who Watches the Witch. Next episode will be what will be. I was going to say watching, but there's nothing to watch. <laughs> there's we'll no be reading The We Free. Yeah. This is the show. <laughs> um, we'll be reading We Free Men, yes. I believe. Fuck yes. The We Free Men. The We Free Men, uh, a beautiful book. That's a good one. About how fucked up it is to be a little girl who lives <laughs> in the countryside. I love how fucked up Scottish people are. Um, <laughs> so it's just about me for real. Um, but, you know, until then, if you want to donate to the Patreon, oh, you can. And, and get. You can donate to the well, Patreon. You can, but if Patreon lets you, there's apparently been some issues. There's some been there's been some more bullshit with Patreon. There's been some I think we should maybe not depend Patreon on this like where, one deranged company. Yeah, I mean if if this uh, this is what we're we don't get that much money. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say yeah if if you're uh you know basically what happened is a bunch of uh, credit cards were not accepted by Patreon and they fixed the issue but you the patron still have to like. Check. Do the thing where you pay again or like submit your card info again. So, you know, they basically solved it, but we don't get the money. So if uh, if you're affected, uh, or if you think you may be, if you are affected, don't be. (laughs) uh, Maybe check if your uh, if your credit card was maybe declined or not. Um, But look, if if it has been. Just send the money to number eight Paxton Drive, Bristol. That's not, <laughs> not even, even right our address. They also just changed. <laughs> their, <laughs> independently from that, they also just changed their uh, website layout, where it used to say patrons like at the bottom, and now it says audience on the top. They moved it on the top and changed it to audience. So I was like 
searching where the fuck I can find the list of patrons. Yeah, so thank you, you to our audience already members. already hard to navigate website even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if it was bad to watch or listen to any content on, and that was the point? <laughs> yep. So thank you to um, our patrons uh, on the Runesflower stand tier who are our most beloved friends and supporters mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. as Terran Bazinga Sarah McClintock Leva Evan DM Wow Yo the Nightmare They just keep coming Tigony Progony Whoa thanks Oh my Oh my Bjorn Strong in the arm uncles of the show Plush Wraith Jason H and Big Flatbunt My uncles If you want to if you're not among these people, consider doing that uh, and becoming one of our most cherished supporters. Yeah, let's, we're on the content train. Choo-choo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing the next chapter of Dark Spell. You heard it. You heard it here, folks. I'm in my, I'm in my laptop tip-tapping. I know what that's happened. Fizzing. It's fizzing. It's fizzing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, thank you for donating if you have. You can join our Discord and talk to us. You can tweet at us at who watches the watch four. Who watches the yeah. W who watches the W four on Twitter? I don't know. Um, <laughs> verbally abuse me in the street for cycling too fast. It's fine. Yeah. You can you can you can send me uh erotica that might make me experience pleasure, but it You can work. call in yeah. bomb threats can, to my work uh, so I don't have to go into the office. I'm gonna be. You can, do that. you can buy me Baldur's Gate Three. I want to see the dick and balls. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Hamlet on the 18th and 19th September. So if you're in Frankfurt, let me know and I'll oh, tell sick. you the location. I don't want to. You're in Frankfurt. Myself, Go watch Janosch in Frankfurt. Is it in, I think is it in German? Yes, in Hamlet. It's German. Shakespeare, crazy. Ooh. Can you give that's us a line? Can you give us a grave digger line just to like entice the audience? Um. I need to get into character now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> I no, was put on the spot. <laughs> Listeners, you'll have to see it in the flesh. <laughs> Frankfurt coming soon. Uh, um, Frankfurt, be there or not? Be there. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, you shouldn't say you shouldn't say Hamlet. It's um, very unlucky to say. It's the Danish, the Danish, Danish play. play. Yeah. Yeah. play. It should be called the yeah. Apple Danish. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Who Watches the Watch. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Until then, Beyond Strong in the Arm. Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Stan Nigel. Stan Nigel. Vime Zanari Real. Vime Zanari Real. Granny Weather's Twerk says fuck serves. Hang me up by my fingers. Oh, yeah.